My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by the 18 Birdies app, now with over 1 million downloads worldwide. This is the Quicken Loans National Podcast from TPC at Avenel Farms. Let's get going. What's up, Golf Addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast presented by 18 Birdies. The reason they have 1 million downloads right now is because they're freaking awesome. And right now, if you use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, when you download the app, promo code TOURJUNKIES, you get a free year of premium access to the app. No, no, like... No catch. This is like legitimately awesome. A free year. You get all their GPS features, their their in-game scoring, all their golf betting tips for like betting on the course with your buddies. You get their awesome feed that gives you all this great social access, all their instructional content, all of that for free with promo code Tour Junkies. It's good stuff. Me and Pat are gonna talk a lot about the Quicken National Loans awesome field that is actually full of garbage, except for Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break it down. We're going to tell you about a player that I had a dream about in the 6K range that you're going to want to hear. we got some good feelings going on tonight, good vibes going on. The podcast juice is flowing. We're going to talk about Bryson and his wacky compass like he's some freaking Boy Scout. We're going to talk about Bubba's win at the Travelers. It's an all-in-all good time. It's as good as we could make it for the Quicken Loans, so thanks for sticking around. We're also going to tell you how you can win a brand new tailor-made driver in the wrapper you have this week to fulfill your mission should you choose to accept it so let's get right to it enjoy the podcast for the quicken loans national all right all right what's up everybody what is pmi ricky what does pmi even mean it's the quicken loans national preview podcast what's up pat What's up, man? How, you how get you? it? Did you get my joke? I, at first, you kind of—I didn't, but then, then I got it. I got it. Or is that Rocket Mortgage? I can't remember. It's Rocket Mortgage. I think. Oh man, man, should I leave that in there? or Should we go back and redo this? I feel like we should go back and redo it. Really? I don't really care. <laughs> nah, let's not. <laughs> we'll just keep it going. Um, all right, Tour Junkies, back at you. It's the Quicken Loans National. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm in Maryland, up where they have crab cakes and such and ugly college football uniforms. But, you know, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a golf course, and we're going to talk about a golf tournament being played there. But before we do that, Pat, we are going to recap the Travelers, and we're going to give people a chance to win a brand spanking new in the wrapper, tailor-made driver, but we can't talk about that right now. Let's talk about the Travelers. If you are anti-team course history, you lost last week because, yet again, Bubba Watson proves that Bubba Watson plays where Bubba Watson likes to play. And when he likes to play there, he plays well. And he ended up winning. And Paul Casey crapped down his leg, and Bubba came up and, and did nicely. And we, we talked about Bubba on the show. You talked about Bubba. 
You had him as your one and done. Two weeks in a row now, we've given you the one and done winner. I gave you Brooks for the U.S. Open. You gave us Bubba, and uh, and then you made a nice little bet on him on Sunday, man. Tell us about your tell us about your weekend. Yeah. So um, as far as as far as DFS was concerned, I was it was it was actually better for me, even though I, I basically just broke even. But but I've been on kind of a not so great run, but. You know, here's the thing, and I talked about this on the Roto Grinders Sherpa show that, that we put out on YouTube every week. You know, with Bubba, like you said, he tends to play courses that he knows he's going to do well and he feels comfortable on. And if you look at his wins on tour, I believe, I want to say seven or eight out of his 12 wins are, you know, multiple wins on the same course. And that's exactly what he did last week. Uh, I saw him early on in the week. I think I put the bet out on Tuesday. He was at about thirty to one, and just thought that was a you know pretty good number for Bubba. You know, a guy who's won there twice before, and so it hit. I was pretty excited about it. It, it made my weekend. There you go. Well done. And, and the one and done. I mean, that's just crazy. The, the fact it's like I texted you yesterday. You know, after we we hit back to back winners and the one and done, that literally we should have just headed to our bunkers because <laughs> you know doomsday was here. Mm, yes, yes, um, yeah. Let the doomsday prepping begin. The tour junkies are on a little bit of a heater when it comes to one and done. So pay attention later on tonight. Now, of course, my one and done last week was Russell Knox, who gave me a lovely, I believe, T forty six, maybe. So I, I kind of fizzled. But you know what? Just like we did at the member guests, we're brother-in-law in this thing. You know what I mean? One of us has a bad week. The other one hits a winner. The other one has a bad week. The other one, you know, that's what we're doing. We're going to ham and egg this thing all the way through to the end. So Maybe so next year that's how we do it. We just do one entry and then yeah. we just kind of. And then we just fight over what fight it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Might, might be the way to do it. Yeah, we could argue, argue that out. And then let the li- we, you know what we could do? That's actually a good idea, Pat. We could plead our case for who we want on the show, and then we could throw out a Twitter poll every Monday night and let the listeners decide which one it's going to be. I think that's a fantastic idea. And then if we win the pool, we, I don't know, we, we share our thousands with all of the listeners. Maybe we just do that. I don't know. That could be a good idea. Somebody write that down. If, if anybody's listening, just write that down and remind us of that because we'll forget about that. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of carnage, man. There was a lot of carnage. There was people like Webb missing the cut. People like uh, a lot of other big names missing the cut. I'm Ryan drawing Brennan Steele. Brennan, yeah, yeah. All these guys missing the cut. There was like, I think I looked on cut sweats on Friday, and I think like 6% of big GPPs had 6 of 6 through. So 5 of 6 was very much in play. I feel like, given the carnage, I feel like we had a decent week. We had 26 players picked and 8 missed the cut on the podcast. So I feel like that was a pretty decent week. And out of the, the, the remainder that made the cut, we had 4 top 10s, 10 top 25s, and of course picked the winner. So, uh, the Chalk Bomb hit as well. So if you're subscribing to the Chalk Bomb weekly emails, yeah, that's that's also a heater going on over there. So our boy Ben Little has the chalk bomb on point right now. The chalk bomb last week was Ryan Moore, who missed the cut. So there you go. I mean, the chalk bomb is crushing at the moment, and it's also giving you some nice betting advice if you're into a little bit of the traditional golf betting. 
Um, so yeah, and if you haven't subscribed to the Chalk Bomb, head to our website, click on the Contact Us page, fill out the contact form, tell us you want the Chalk Bomb, then you'll get the double opt-in email. Check that email, click the box, and you'll get the Chalk Bomb coming Wednesday night. It's good stuff. It's all free. It's really good. You know, but the biggest topic, I think, even today, it's, it's overshadowing Bubba's victory, Pat, is Bryson's compass. Is the 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 I believe it's called a uh, is it a protractor? No, no, that's not a protractor. The protractor no, no, it's, is it's, the it's, it's a, a compass. compass. It's, it's called just, a compass. Yeah, you've got you know not yeah. it's not like a compass like that's going to tell you direction. So it's like a geometrical compass. You know where you stick the pencil in there. You can actually. I remember I had one growing up, and you you could use like a go, a golf pencil worked perfect in in the protract or in the uh, compass. Isn't it a form of anchoring though? Um, I don't why. You're anchoring the pencil. Well, yeah, but you need the pencil to be in the specific. So you're anchoring? Spot. No, you're not. You're anchoring the point on the on the on the compass. Correct. Yeah, the pencil. Dude, in- let me just say, like, I, I mean, I've got a college degree. I've been successful at many jobs. I, I, I feel like I argue myself well a lot of time. Like, I feel fairly above average intelligence. I haven't the foggiest idea how in the actual hell he uses that compass to plot legitimate hole locations. I feel like I have an idea. Really? But I don't think I could explain it. No, no, no. You must. You must enlighten me and the listener. I, I cannot imagine how you do that. What, what would you All do? Right, so it, I feel like it <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense in my mind because like, if you, if you can adjust the protractor so let's just say they have like. Wait a minute! I didn't think it was a protractor. I thought or it was whatever. A compass. Sorry, you put that in my head. Dang it! Compass. Um, you could adjust it. However, there's the metrical. You the know, me- however, it's you know I don't know. It's probably like millimeters in there. And so like they give you like the steps or the paces from the sides of the greens to the pins. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's got to be some way that maybe he does some sort of mathematical calculation where. He can put the protractor, I mean, damn it, the compass on a certain setting where he may figure it to be actually exactly six paces to the hole when the T or when the, the yardage book says five paces or something. Like maybe it's that, you know, he, he just wants to know if he's even a foot or two off. You literally gave no explanation as to how he does that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, of course. We know he wants it to be exact. So if he thinks it's one thing, and they're te- I, we get that. I'm saying how on his yardage book, how is that translating? So he's using, so like, isn't there like a dot like that marks the middle of the green? So I'm imagining that he's putting that, that like, you know, the, the point, the thing that can stab you from the compass on that area and then the pencil is on like whatever he's figured out the measurement is per pace or per foot and so he's using that pencil to actually get an exact measurement between the middle of the green or wherever <laughs> this is so bad clearly you don't understand it either I, I don't even understand it but i understand it enough to know what you're saying makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. In my mind, I feel like it could it could give him Pat in your mind a lot of things. Okay, we could just let's just start there. Yeah. It, now I do not mind, think it gives him any sort of, of advantage whatsoever. 
You know, I don't uh, think. Uh, yeah, the, the whole ruling thing is, is so dumb to me. I will say, I, I was just starting to kind of warm up to Bryson a little bit. Like, and maybe that's the DFS bias. I've been. Yeah, I've been I've been rolling with him through this little heater he's been on in the in the last six weeks or so, and I've I've been he's been doing well for my teams, and so I, inevitably, like if you're a fantasy player, whether it's football or golf or whatever, like you start to kind of like the guy a little bit more, and so, so I was like getting to that point where I could kind of like almost like Bryson DeChambeau because when he first came out, I really wasn't a fan, and then this happened, and I and it kind of just knocked him back a few. It's like. Uh, it kind of just knocked him back a few notches for me. I, I just think it's really stupid. It's it's super genius. I don't mean that. I mean like it's just dumb. I, I can't imagine that it's that. I, I, I don't even understand the edge that it gives or the the minute edge that it would give. And to me, it's almost like, dude, are you just trying? Like, are you just are you trying to look? like the genius that you are but like you're just wanting to really oversell it overkill it over i don't know like he just uh, like he just wanted to get caught doing that so that people would talk about how smart he is hasn't he been doing it for like a couple of years though that's what he said but let's be honest like that 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 kind of puzzles me are you telling me a camera hasn't caught him doing that in two years until now yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I thought it was just kind of funny, and it's sort of just perfect for for Bryson. <laughs> but that was a fancy compass too. I mean, it was you know colorful. Well, only the best for only only the best for for Bryson. You know, I remember the old like just metal ones that we had. But did you have a compass? I did. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Did you have an an, an, an abacus? What the. Hell is an abacus. That's what people had before calculators. Seriously? Oh, is that the thing with like the um the beads, the beads and stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you have one of those? I did actually when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was before Texas Instruments existed or whatever. <laughs> well, All either right, way, but... I, I don't know the compass thing. It was funny to me, but I agree, it is a little bit over the top. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. him, man. I mean, he's proven that his entire career so far. Nothing surprises me with with that. Yeah, I think he's overcooking it, man. I, I, he, he took a step back between the ridiculous hat and the one-size irons and the kind of douchey McGee added aura about him and now now this. Do you uh, think his team is kind of like the like like his team around him? They're like you know, if you're a NASCAR fan, like all they can, they're, they're like always trying to like make the car and cut corners and 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 basically cheat, but it just in these small, minute ways that it takes people years to figure out how they're actually doing that. Do you think that's like what's going on behind Bryson? And like <laughs> no. he brought he brought the compass out, and they're the whole like when they saw it, they're just like, oh, Bryson, we told you not to bring the compass out in public. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just think he's. I think it, I think it's all him. I think he's a unique bird. That's for sure. Um, you know, and he accomplishes goal. We're talking more about him and his dumb compass than we are Bubba and his win. So, all right, we have one announcement before we get to the course breakdown, and that is how you win a brand spanking new TaylorMade driver. We told told you about it a couple weeks ago. This is your last shot you have until. Uh, the end of June, the the which is this week, I believe it's what Saturday is it Saturday? Is it Saturday? Yeah, it's this week. Yeah. yeah, you have through Saturday to 
set up a new account with my bookie or a new account with bookmaker or if you've already done one of those and you have not made your minimum $50 deposit, you have to go make that deposit. And if you have done that, then you're already in. So props to you. And we're going to do a drawing for the brand new TaylorMade driver. We'll get your specs. We'll get it the, the stiffness that you like. We'll get it the, the degree of loft that you like. All that fun stuff. We'll, we'll hook you up with that. Um, we got we got to get you guys to sign up for my bookie or bookmaker. We're making money now, making golf bets, and we can do it footloose and fancy free because we know that it's not going to be stopped. It may not be fully legal in your state just yet, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's coming. Just just chill. It's coming. Um, but mybookie.ag is the first one. If you go to mybookie.ag, when you sign up, promo code tour junkies all one word all lowercase put that in the promo code box you get a 50 percent deposit bonus when you do that and then just put your 50 bucks in and you are in the contest okay if it's bookmaker that you fancy go to bookmaker.eu slash tour junkies you have to go to the website bookmaker.eu slash tour junkies our code is embedded into that webpage. Sign up there, put in your $50 deposit again, and then you're in and let the bets fly. There is a there are a lot of reasons to have more than one book, but the biggest reason is because their prices are different. So, you know, from what we can tell early on, it looks like uh, my bookie has a little better odds for some of the long shot guys. Bookmaker has a little better odds for some of those mid-tier guys, those 40 to 1, 50 to 1, 60 to 1 kind of guys. So when you have a guy that you want to target, you need multiple books. You can shop the best number. Okay, Both of these websites we're working with very closely. We've helped a couple of you guys that have had a few issues. They have great customer service. Trust me, if you have an issue, get on both of their chat features. You get somebody right away that speaks English, that knows what the crap you're talking about. It's super simple. Um, you can even call them and you get, you get somebody really good and capable on the phone. We've done withdrawals from them. They do cryptocurrency. They do um, Visa, Mastercard, preferably a credit card that works better than a bank card. They do all kind of stuff, and it's and it's super super easy. So the, the Open Championship is coming. We're actually going to have a really cool thing coming for the Open Championship in terms of betting. You, I don't want to let the secret out, but we got it coming. So you guys are going to want to sign up for this. And again, next week we will announce, if you set up an account between where, whenever and this coming Saturday, we will announce the winner of the TaylorMade driver on the show next week. Should be a good time. That's all you got to do. Pat, oh, do you think I have to say real quick that, mm-hmm. that I used Bookmaker for my Bubba bet. And that was because I got – they are kind of it's, – it's, their lines are interesting because it was like 31 to 1. Mm-hmm. But he was twenty-eight to one on my bookie when, when I did it. So I mean, it's a small edge, but you know what? I earned a little bit more money just just because I was able to shop it a little bit. Absolutely, you got you got to shop the lines. You have to. Um, I mean, I think like my bookie gets a little bit of an edge in the mobile website. Their mobile site is really nice. So if you bet from a mobile phone or something like that, it's super super good. Uh, Bookmaker's been around thirty years. They've been doing it a long, long, long time. Great reputation. Uh, so th- there's there's strengths and uh, you know there's strengths to each one of them. So there you go. Did I miss anything, Pat? We ready to move on? Course breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. What's the podcast juice tonight? By the way, I haven't talked about that in a while. Well, it is summertime, David. So uh, I have got a little rosé tonight. Rosé all day. I don't even know the name of it actually, but it's good. I'm sure it came in a box. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, I splurged. Ooh, nice. 
Okay. Spent $12 right, well, on the bottle. Well, your rosé self. Hit us with the, uh, the course breakdown, bud. All right. So, yeah, this week we are at the Quicken Loans National in Potomac, Maryland, at TPC Potomac at Avon- Avonel Farms. 7,100 yards, par 70. This course is actually, you'd think with it's kind of a shorter course at, at 7,100 yards. Um, it's actually kind of sneaky, though. I mean, it's a, this plate is one of the four is the fourth hardest course on tour last year. Uh, this is the second year in a row we've played here. They hadn't played here at this tournament since 2006. You had Kyle Stanley beating our boy Charles Howell in a playoff last oh, year. Yeah. Um, you got bent grass fairways and greens, uh, and a pretty difficult sort of zoysia and Kentucky bluegrass rough that, that they sometimes can can leave pretty high. Water is in play off the tee on eight holes, including six of the par fours and two of the par threes. You got to avoid trouble out here, and you've got to hit the greens. I mean, I mean, you got to hit the fairways. These are tough fairways to hit. Driving accuracy is going to be key. Uh, also, ball striking. Um, you just got to avoid the trouble um, with the water and everything like that. Um, one thing to note is this is a smaller field. It's it's basically an invitational, so you got mm-hmm. 120 players in this field as opposed to the normal 156. So you'll see a lot more six of six lineups this week, uh, and I think you can take some chances, uh, especially in a weak field. I mean, this field is one of the weaker ones we've seen in a little while. Yeah, we do got Tiger in there, and we've got some got Ricky. But there's really not a whole lot of big names here. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take some risk, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play some gut plays. I've got a few of those tonight. Um, looking at stats for me, I'm definitely looking at driving accuracy. That's key. Greens and regulation, and ball striking, and strokes gained approach. Also, you got to scramble pretty well around these greens. Um, looking at past champs, you had I'm really just I'll just go with Kyle Stanley last year. Like I yep. mentioned, I mean you look at the ones before that. It's mostly on congressional. Um, so you really just doesn't really matter there. So as far as the weather's concerned, I think it looks pretty good. May get some wind on Thursday, but check back with us on Wednesday night in the Roto Grinders chat room. We'll have more weather information there. So there you go. That is the um by the way, I'll go I want to talk about the par fives real quick. There's two par fives on this course. The second hole on the front nine. Number two is playing 619 yards, so really you don't have much of an opportunity for you know to go for it in two there. Um, but number 10 can be a little bit tricky, but it is 560, so you may see some scoring on that hole. But like I said, this course plays very tough. A lot of players said it, it, it played almost like a major-type venue last year, so I don't think you're going to see a ton of scoring, especially if we get some wind. Um, but it's just a great kind of old-fashioned course this week. Yeah, and you know, other than checking the chat room on Wednesday night, you're going to want to check FanshareSports.com to get those ownership advantages. I think ownership's going to be my my take is ownership is going to be fairly fairly focused on a few guys, and I think because you have the invitational field, more guys getting through the cut, weak field, you know, ownership's not going to matter as much in the 7K and 6K range. It's just going to be all about that top tier because I think every it's going to be pretty spread out down there in the 7s and 6s, so it is interesting. I plan on taking some shots too, but FanshareSports.com and that membership is where you're going to need to uh, to go to check out who's getting talked up. Their news feed shows you all the trending players, the topics, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, and they've got their their own original content with course guides, form guides, um, taking the pulse by their guy Logan Harper with all the ownership projections. I like to look at that on Wednesday before you set your lineups for sure. You're going to want to do that. Uh, so all the tools over there at FanshareSports.com you're going to want to take advantage of. We appreciate those guys, and they, uh, they do a lot of good things for us and the DFS golf community by listening to all these podcasts. And I mean, hell, that, their job was a lot easier when we first started. It was like... You listen to us, Pat Mayo, and uh, that was pretty much it. And then you go read about four articles, and then you're done. And now it's like listen to us, Pat Mayo, and forty other podcasts, and uh, read fifty articles, and there, there you go. Like their their job's getting tougher. It really is. <laughs> it is getting tougher. Um, uh, I do have some late breaking caddy insight for you, there, Pat. You haven't even heard this. I just got it right before we right before we went on on the podcast here. It's not 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 a ton, but it's reiterating some of what you've said. Uh, Fifteen plus year tour caddy here. He says, "Yes, the track is very hard!" Exclamation point. The rough is really deep, so driving is a premium. We played a late nine today, and the course is in fantastic shape. It's a little on the soft side right now, but I'm thinking the weather will be decent, so it should firm up. So to me, again, it just reiterates driving accuracy. He says the rough is really deep, um, and uh, if, it play, if it does firm up, which it looks like it will, then that just reiterates driving accuracy even more. So there you go. Didn't mention anything about anything else, and I asked him about greens and all the other stuff, and that's what he talked about is being in the fairway. So that's important. Uh, For me, my stats that I'm checking out are um, strokes gained approach. I'm looking at last 12 weeks. I'm looking at last 12 weeks fairways gained, which is a fantasy national stat that I like to look at for driving accuracy. I'm looking at last 12 weeks DraftKings points scored. And that's pretty much it. Some obviously some recent form. I'll look a little bit at what happened last year, but I, I do think last year's course history is is okay. But I mean, one gear at a golf course isn't really much to go on, so I wouldn't weigh too heavily course history. There was also a couple of Web.com events played here in 2012 and 2013. I mean, maybe that's interesting, but again, I, I don't really think course history can be weighed a whole lot here. It's golf. People. Yeah, I saw the, stuff the web dot com stuff. I don't think I'm gonna dig that deep no. to even look at the guys that played well that might be here. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, I think, like you said, you can put a little bit of weight on course history, but but not a ton. And uh, you know, course recent form. So with you there. By the way, when I mentioned driving accuracy, um, I'm I'm looking at fairways gained as well from the I'm okay. Okay. Good. All right, so in the 10K and above range, you do not have your usual suspects. Um, <laughs> not, not at all. You've got Ricky Fowler, Mark Leishman, Tiger, Molinari, and Kyle Stanley, along with J.B. Holmes, or J.B. Holmes, if you're Pat. Mm-hmm. So you have J.B. Holmes, defending champ Stanley, the Italian Bill Haas, El Tigre, who's probably like, geez, I have to be here because it's my tournament. The poorly formed Mark Leishman, and then Ricky Fowler. Pat, I will make this kind of short and sweet. I'm going to go with two guys in this range. I do like the 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 point that you brought up, being 120-man field, top 70 and ties make the cut. You can be a little risky. 
I'm going to be a little risky, and I'm going to have a little Ricky in the lineups, which means I'm going to have to go down low in the 6K range and 7K range. Uh, but I will have some Ricky. I don't know that I'll be like super overweight on him, but I'll probably have 30% Ricky Fowler. Um, I just I like I like the quality of player in this field. I'm not crazy about him being the highest priced guy, but in a field like this, I don't really care. I do think with a lot of lineups getting six to six three, you're going to need the winner on your roster, and I think Fowler has a good shot of winning here. Obviously, he's the the betting favorite as well. So. I'll have Ricky on my roster, and then the only other guy that I will have is the Italian Bill Haas in Francesco Molinari. You want to talk about driving accuracy, Francesco is your boy. You want to talk about great iron play, Francesco is your boy. You want to talk about a really short man in Nike clothes, Francesco is your boy. Um, That's just who I got. So those two guys I'm a big fan of. From a stat category perspective, I think Francesco's – He's, he's doing pretty well for himself. So at 10-6, I like it. So I'll have some lineups with these guys. I'll also have lineups where I don't roster anyone in the 10K and above range. I'm going to do a little bit of both, a little bit of balance, a little bit of studs and duds. When I go balanced, I think I'm going to go a lot of a lot of these 8K, 9K guys and still have a guy in the sixes or low sevens. So it's kind of the strategy for me. I, I'm not going to... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to have many lineups where I don't go below 7,500. I think I think you're, you can go down there a little bit this week as opposed to the, the last couple weeks. What say you? Wow. So, yeah, we agree. I have um, a big fat question mark along with a few things that I like about Ricky Fowler. So I'm, I was I'm, I'm actually pleased to hear you were you were on some Ricky. Um, I wanted your opinion on that, David. So you. Oh, wow. Thank you. You, you gave me that. And I, I feel like um, I do think I'm going to have some of them. I'm just even at that 11 seven price tag. There's certainly some guys here in the low seven, even high six K range that I like that I can pair in there with them. So I will play some Ricky, and I think he's going to be a little bit lower owned just based off that price. Molinari was the other guy that I love. I mean, you just it's it's hard to argue with where he is as far as his form con- is concerned with a win over in Europe a few weeks ago, the driving accuracy factor. So I'm with you there on Molinari. JB Holmes is interesting to me because I think that a lot of he's going to kind of pop for a lot of people. I mean, there there are a lot of boxes that he checks. Ball striking, his recent form is great. With a second, a third, and a 13th in his last three events. He didn't play in the U.S. Open because he didn't qualify. Um, he's gained 31 strokes on the field in his last uh, five events. But that might fade him. I, I think he could be a, a, an interesting, like when you look at ownership, if he's looking at maybe a little bit higher owned coming in at the, the bottom of this 10K range, um, he could be a guy that might be an interesting chalk bomb. Um, I'm not trying to do your job, Ben, if you're listening to me, but maybe. He might be. I just feel like he's going to be a guy that I might fade this week. I am going to play some Tiger, though. I mean, the guy is, we're obviously in a weak field. Um, He's still Tiger. He's been fantastic as far as his ball striking. and He's number one in the field in strokes gained approach. He's number four in DraftKings scoring. One of the things about this course is, is if you did look at last year, a lot of the players club down a little bit off the tee on certain holes, and I think he's going to do that a decent amount this week and not put the driver in his hand where he can, you know, we know he's been spraying it. So I do like some Tiger. He's probably going to be, you know, pretty, he might be pretty high owned. Um, but I, I still am going to eat the chalk there and, and play Tiger here in, in this range. 
Yeah, I don't mind the Tiger play. I think I could argue against it, but I'd rather spend time on the podcast arguing against picks like J.B. Holmes and Kyle Stanley. And I know you didn't say you were on those guys, but just for the listener's point of view, if, if you're going to pay and, – and listen, I know, that, I know that in a field like this, with just about every player in the field, you can go, wow, I can't, I, I can't believe I'm paying this for that guy. So I get that. But, but I do think if you're going to pay premium top dollar, 10K or above – on a guy then it needs to be a guy who very very you know feasibly can win now obviously Kyle Stanley proved he can win this event he won it last year the odds of him going back to back I don't I don't really love um and at 10-2 for Kyle Stanley I think he's probably a 60-40 chance to miss the cut just as much as he is to to finish top 15 which is kind of what you want him to do um and I think the same thing with J.B. Holmes so to me you know, really the top four to me are kind of, you know, as soon as I saw the pricing, I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely, I understand that I'll feel like I'm paying a lot of money for a guy like Kyle Stanley and JB Holmes because of the, because of the weak field, but I'm not going to pay 10 K for guys who I really just think have just as much a chance of missing the cut as they do of, of finishing top 10, top 15, much less winning. Um, I think it comes down to Fowler, Leishman, Woods, or Molinari. Those are the, the, the pedigree guys in this field that can come up and win. And Leishman's form just is not there for 11-2. It's just not there. Yeah, if if Leishman not. were 10,000, if Leishman were 10,000, I, w- I would consider it. I mean, I would consider it because I think he's a guy who can come up and win a golf tournament. He likes playing here, but 11-2, I'm just not a fan. Um, but I, I think Fowler, Woods, and Molinari are the three guys in here that if you if you play this event a thousand times, those guys are going to win more than anybody else. Um so uh, that's that's the reason for the total fade for me. It's an easy fade on Stanley or Holmes, and I don't really even care what their ownership is. Um, I, I would be shocked if JB comes in as a chalk bomb just because I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't play him at 10K. His form is amazing. This is a tougher course, and we'll see what he does on a tougher course. Yeah, Plus, I, mean, I think people don't like JB. Because so the ownership is going to be you know, condensed when, when you don't have as many. So, I mean, there could be some. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, let's go to the 9K range. You've got um, Jimmy Walker, Kevin Na, Bo Hostler, The Barn Rats, and Joaquin Neiman. Who you like in this range, Pat? Well, uh, right off the top, I mean, I love Jimmy Walker at 9,600. I, I think he is the, my favorite play here, and he, he might end up being the, the only guy that I end up with here because I just have a hard time with some of these other ones. But Jimmy Walker's just, I mean, in fantastic form. He's 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 top ten in the field in strokes gained approach, number one in drafting scoring, uh, number one in birdie or better percentage. The only thing that worries me about Jimmy Walker is his accuracy off the tee, which which isn't necessarily there. But I think he might see him club down some. And I just I, I love his form. I, you know, I think he's he's shown this year that that he's just he's playing great. So. I like him at ninety six hundred. I feel and I'm comfortable with that price too. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, the the other one that I'll mention is, you know, I think Bo Hostler is interesting here. I, I I wish he was just a little bit cheaper, but um, the guy is one of the top putters in this field. He's made ten straight cuts. He's had two second place finishes within those ten cuts. Um, checks the box in scoring, also driving accuracy as well. So. I think really the the main two guys that I like here are are Jimmy Walker and and Hostler. 
The guy that I'm going to have the most exposure to in this range and really the only guy that I really have circled, I think I could see myself warming up to Hostler later on in the week, but right now I love me some barn rat, man. I, I love the the Thailand god that is Kiradek Afi Barnrat. <laughs> I mean, talk I'm about okay it. with that. This I, is a I difficult was... golf course. He finished T13 a few weeks ago at the Memorial, another difficult golf course. He did miss the cut at St. Jude, which is an easy golf course, and then he finished 15th at the US Open. Um he he likes to play these tough tracks. He's 8th in this field over the last 12 rounds in fairways gained, 12th in DraftKings points scored. The approach game hasn't been great. That's the one glaring weakness, but I like me some Barnrad at 9,200. I think he's, uh, you know, in a field like this, they're not all going to be perfect. So um, I'm going to go with him. That's really the only guy. I, Neiman is interesting to me, but he just seems, uh, I think I'd rather have, I'd rather have Barnrat and starting in the 8K range, I'd rather have Charles Howell. Um, I, I like Howell, obviously played well here last year. The accuracy off the tee hasn't been great, but I think a lot of that number is a driver baked in, and, and I think he could club down a little bit here like he did last year. Yeah. The approach game's there, um, and obviously the, the form is, is going quite nicely too. I mean, you know, T25 at the U.S. Open in a tough track. I mean, Charles is trying to get in majors right now. He's He just wants to play majors, and he's got to keep grinding it out, which is kind of crazy because he – Honestly, he's such a good player. It's it's tragic that the world golf ranking has him where he is. But I think I think Howell's in play. Um, I like Byung Hun Ann. I'm usually a sucker for Ann. I feel like his price is pretty good there at 8600 relative to this field. Um, T2 at Memorial, another really tough course. He didn't play so well at the U.S. Open, um, but a T2 at Memorial. He's you know finished. Uh, top 25 here last year I believe he's kind of top half of the field in just about every major stat category but nothing flashy but at 8600 uh, I kind of like it Um, I'm going to give Chesson Hadley one more shot (laughs) before before I say he's he's screwed I mean obviously the form's been going in the wrong direction he had a T20 at Fort Worth and a T40 at Memorial, then two missed cuts in a row at the U.S. Open and Travelers. But I just, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I feel like for the, and his, the problem has been off the tee. I mean, he's, which is kind of a little bit scary. Maybe I need to dig into this a little more. But talk me off of Chess and Hadley. Somebody, if it's not you, Pat, somebody talk me off of him. The iron play is still there. You know, we know he had a great run up until this little this little mini slump that he's in. But I just want to give it one more week before I completely hop off the Chess and Hadley train. Yeah, I just don't think I can go Chess and Hadley. I'm I'm done. I'm off the train right now. You know, you could easily go up to sink at 8,500. Coming off a T2 at Travelers and a T4 at St. Jude. You probably didn't know he's got two top five finishes in a row. At yeah, 85, and eighty five hundred probably seems a little bit expensive for him. It does. It seems again, a lot expensive. <laughs> would you re- so you would rather p- pay for Hadley coming off two straight missed cuts or Sink coming off two straight top five finishes? Honestly, in cash, I would avoid both of them. But uh, in tournaments, I kind of, I just, I'm believing in the Chess and Hadley we saw before the U.S. Open and how consistent he was, dude. We were paying. We were paying high eights for him on a, on some tournaments, and, and yeah. we, he was he was a cash lock for weeks in a row, weeks in a row, and 
you know, the, the strength of his game is ball striking, accuracy. He's not been doing it, obviously, in the last two tournaments, but that's kind of the strength of, of his game. So I'm believing in that, and I'm, I'm just kind of believing in that, in that, you know, catching him on the upswing, coming back off of this little slump he's in. But I, I know. I mean, I know. It's, form is a big deal, and I'm going completely against that here. I just, it, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a gut play for me. I'm going to go one more week. All right, well, I hear you. Well, I'm with you, too. On, I mean, obviously, you know, Charles just is what it is. I mean, I, I could, I can't, you've you said it all on him. I'm with you on Ben On. He's another one. Uh, two guys that I think I'm going to, I'm going to play. I think you're going to hate these picks, but, <laughs> but I don't care. Um, I like Gary Woodland at 8,100. Mm. Um, I think he could, you know what? He always seems, I know he's obviously a bomber, but. He's actually no, he plays pretty, well on short tracks. He does, and he's pre- he's pretty accurate off the tee. I mean, he checks the box in, in fairways gained for me. So I do like him at 8,100. Also, greens in regulation um, and ball striking. So Woodland's, I mean, if he can just make some putts and do something, I mean, I don't know. I think he could be a good play there. Another guy who we've seen, he is hit or miss. If you look at his last four events, he's got two top 15 finishes and two missed cuts. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. I already had him. I already had him checked. I like him. I'm. I'm going to go with it. So I think Danny Lee could be a good play this week. I, I just. I think he's he's trending in the right direction. There's a little bit of a gut feel here for him. So I will have some Danny Lee, and that's that's about it right there. Played well here last year too. Um, no, I, I I had Danny Lee checked. I I believe in that one. Um. You know, the Gary Woodland play, I mean, maybe it's just me, but, like, I kind of see Gary Woodland as a as a name. You know, like, he kind of has some name value to me. Seems like a, a kind of a he's – always, he's always been somewhat of an underachiever, but despite that, he always feels like a kind of a name to me that kind of stands out. When you put him in, the, in there with Ling Murth and Lee and Kevin Tway and Andrew Putnam – he kind of stands out to me. So in a weak field, if you have a name like that that's that's priced down there with those guys, I definitely don't mind taking a shot, especially when you know uh, a greater percentage of these guys are going to make the cut. So I'm with you on Woodland. I, I think it'll be interesting. I wonder what his. We'll have to check fan share on his on his um, on his ownership projections coming around on Wednesday night because I, I would be interested in that. If if people are afraid of Woodland, just recent form and all that kind of stuff that that would be an interesting name to get on because he can i think he could he can come up and win on an event like this for sure um okay let's get into 7k range the top tier let's go 75 hundy and above who you like who you likey well first off i'm gonna just i gotta go ahead and get through the just punish myself early on Ooh. And I'm going to go with some Marty Laird. I'm going to punish myself Ugh. again. He kills me every time, so maybe just fade me on that one. But, but yep. I, I think I like him. So I, I think gonna, I like him. A ring endorsement. Like that's, that's fairly convincing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of cutting-edge analysis and, is, and conviction we give you edge. on the Tour Junkies podcast. But, you know, he's 7,800. He did finish T3 last year. Um, he's another guy, kind of like, kind of like Danny Lee, who's just sort of been, you know, pretty much hit or miss. But you know, he's made his last two cuts. He had a twenty third, a top twenty three uh, in the uh, 
in the Memorial, which is a difficult course and a good field. So I, I do like that. So I, I think Marty Marty Laird could, is going to – he's going to come through for me this week. I, I think he's a like complete it. fade. Well, yeah, <laughs> probably so, maybe so. But, um, anyway, so I like him. I like Bill Haas at 7,800. Um, another guy that's been been playing fairly fairly well recently. Um, this is a this is an interesting category for me. This the seven k range. Um, I mean, you know, Bill did miss the cut at the, the Travelers, but it, on a very obviously tough U.S. Open course, he finished t thirty six. Had a top four or fifteen finish at Fort Worth. Um, another pretty tough kind of old fashioned track. So I do like Bill Haas. And then, you know, I think last year he had a pretty good finish. Yeah. He was top 15 last year here at TPC Potomac. So I, I think he could be a good play. Um, also like how far down did you want to go? 7,500. Yeah. Nick Whitney, 7,500. I'll take him. Text box on greens regulation, scrambling, ball striking and strokes gained approach. So I do like some Nick Watney down there at the bottom, 7,500. I think the chalky plays up here are going to be Andrew Putnam um, and maybe Billy Horschel. I I like both of them, kind of. uh, (laughs) Another ringing endorsement. Putnam Putnam may be the most. I mean, his form is really solid right now. Um, and he's definitely checking boxes. He's fifth in this field in, stri- in fairways gained, 20th in strokes gained approach, and 17th in DraftKings scoring over the last 12 rounds. So for Putnam at 7,900, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good lock there. Billy Horschel, I kind of got a little feeling about Horschel. He's 19th in fairways gained. Um, you know, missed a cut last week. Not great form, but I, another kind of Chess and Hadley gut play if you will. I don't like a lot above that $7,500. I do like, I mean, I guess Ryan Armour is a play just because he's so freaking Pat-like in his skill set. He's second in this field in fairways gained, 17th in strokes gained approach. So, I mean, the Ryan Armour play, just the pure accuracy. I and mean, He did finish, he gave you a 14th place finish at Fort Worth, a 23rd at Memorial a few weeks back. So there's a little bit of Top twenty-five proven upside for Ryan Moore, and at seventy-five hundred, I'll I'll pay that. See, and that's the thing. Like with Martin Laird at seventy-eight hundred, ugh, like I I, I just don't see the upside at seventy-eight hundred. He's he's near eight thousand dollars. I just I'm not there. I'd, either give me the chalk with Andrew Putnam and or give me the gut plays with Horschel and 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 maybe even a slightly less, very less sexy actually Ryan Moore also. Potentially has a unibrow. Ryan Armour. Ryan Armour, yes. You got Ryan uh, him, Moore him in your head because he was so popular last week. Yeah, him too. So that's that's about it for me, 7,500. Now, there are a lot of guys here in this 7,500 and below range that I, I think we got to talk about. I got a number of guys here because, you know, now, now come... Come Wednesday night, I think I'm going to have to land on... I think what I'm going to do... Is I want to try? I, I normally try to get like eighteen to twenty-two guys in my player pool every week, and I think about I think about fifteen of them are going to come from no, maybe less than that. Uh, yeah, 
maybe 15 of them are going to come from 7,500 and above. Maybe less, maybe like 13. And then I'm going to have to like land on like six or seven guys below here. I think that's kind of my, my strategy, 7,500 and below. Or Have you thought about that at all or no? Not really. Uh, what now? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> F me. All right, you start. 75, or below 7,500. What do you got? Jeez, man. Oh, wow. You're going to make me start? Okay. Yep. I thought you were going to. Okay. Um, well, I like some Brian Gay at 7,400. You would? Um, I, well, I mean, here's, I think it's a great course for him. <laughs> um, he's in good recent form. Checks the box and scrambling. Driving that was a gay joke. That was just a gay joke, Pat. Oh, that was a gay joke? Yeah, that was a gay joke. Oh, I thought you just meant like, just because he was like a driving accuracy kind of short. No, type guy. no, I just picked Ryan Armour, so same guy, basically. Okay, well, that one. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, Brian Gay. Um, yeah, so uh, another guy, you know, he's, he's, I think he's, he's a good play this week. I like him at 7,400. How about this? Denny McCarthy. Wow. 7,200 on draft. Jenny McCarthy? Denny. From Singled Out? From MTV Singled Out? No, no, Denny. Like Dude, Denny's do you remember restaurant. her, though, back in the day? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know Jenny oh. She was married to um, oh. uh, Jim Carrey. She was. Boy, how crazy were both of they? Both of them. Both of they? Both of them. Yeah. They were nuts. She also they believed did. that they you did. shouldn't vaccinate your kids. She did. She was big on that. I bet they did some wild stuff back in the day. She was, she was every, every teenage, teenager's fantasy back in the day with Singled Out. She and Pam Anderson. And um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen or Kelly Kapowski of Saved by the Bell. Uh, that was the trifecta back then. That really was. That was the trifecta. Mm. I think a lot Denny, of posters on the ceilings of those guys, those three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, so, back to Denny McCarthy. Yeah, Denny McCarthy. I, you know, here's I wonder a guy if he's the illegitimate child of Jenny McCarthy. It could be. Could be. But Who checks knew? the box and driving accuracy, also greens and regulation. He's in. I mean, he's in good recent form. I mean, you look at his last. Um, I believe. Four, he's made his last four or five straight cuts. He was he was uh, he had a t eighteen at, at St Jude, forty seventh last week. So you know, getting down here in this this low seven k range, I feel like he he could be a pretty good play. Um, Kelly Craft is another one at seven thousand right there at the bottom. There checks the box and strokes gained approach. He's been he's a great putter. Um, also, his you know, ball striking and driving accuracy is good. He's been playing well lately, so I, I like some. I like him. Yeah, uh, I feel like this is such a this weak field. <laughs> it's just like, because there's some guys in here that I feel like you could, like Adam Hadwin. Probably everybody's going to gravitate to because it's gravitate. Adam Hadwin. You talk about the name factor. It's Adam Hadwin. He's you know he made whatever 15 straight cuts or whatever it is. Yeah, but I he's just, been garbage. It's, he hasn't been very good. He's and been so garbage. I don't, I, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna play him. Um, and so I, you know, and there's other guys like just bigger names in here that I, I just I, I don't know. You got like a John Huh? Or oh a, yeah, that's a big name. Big well, name. Not a big name, but you, you know, just said bigger names in here than Adam had. But he's a guy that a lot of people like to play, and he's at a cheaper price. Harris English, another guy, a bigger name. That Blech. when I'm saying bigger name, we're talking about this week of a field. I mean, guys that yeah, but not compared to Adam Hadwin. 
Well, yeah, so I'm saying I'm not going to play Adam Hadwin. Okay, whatever. Why, why don't you go? I'm still thinking about Jenny McCarthy. Um, okay. Um, I like Rory Sabatini. See, that's another one. There he is. I like, right I like, I like Sabs a little bit. He came off the miscut at the Travelers, maybe disappointed a few folks. I think Sabatini, we're going to get back on the on the Sabatini train. Yeah, right beneath, right beneath him, we're going to go Joel Damon, because I like. Yes. It's actually Joel Damon, Pat. We've actually had his caddy on the show, and he's actually told you how to pronounce it, and you continue to mispronounce the man's name. It is Damon. It is pronounced Damon. Okay, Joel Damon. Thank you. I'll get I'm going to play Joel Damon. I'm going to play Joel Damon. Um, strokes gained approach checks that box. DraftKings points checks that box. Uh, fairways gained. He's kind of middle of the pack, a little better than middle of the pack, so we'll go there. Uh, I think – so I ended up – so last week we talked about – Shang Tsung and would you Shang Tsung and he ended up being quite chalky I ended up I know we talked about him on the podcast he missed the cut by Wednesday night checking fan share ended up fading him which thankfully he missed the cut pissed off a lot of people however I think now might be a good chance to hop on the Shang Tsung train he is still 34th in the field in fairways gain 31st in strokes gained approach and 8th in DraftKings points in the last 12 weeks or 12 rounds, and for 7300 bucks, I'm willing to try that again. Uh, or at least try that for the first time, because I didn't get to try it last time. So I'm going to try and Shang Tsung this time, hoping that, uh, yeah, I'm some okay people are just, right, maybe, maybe people are a little irritated with that. Uh, I think Tom Hoagie is in play. Yeah, you were going to say that was going to be the next one. Okay, all right, here's the deal. 7200 bucks, 26th in strokes gained approach, 36th in fairways gained, 29th in DraftKings points. I mean, not he's and and that's that's in the last twelve rounds with two missed cuts. So like he's just barely not there. So I think in a weak field, you get him at seventy two hundred. I'll take it. Um, I think James Hahn is a value at seventy two hundred. I'll take him. He had a hole in one last week. Good, for, good for him. Uh, here's a name that you, that you don't hear that often. I'm going to play. I'm going to play Zach Blair. I'm going to play him at 7100. He's a short knocking fool. Finished 23rd here last or tw- top 25 here last last year. 33rd in fairways gained. You know, I mean, it's Zach Blair. I don't feel great about it, but you know, in a field like this on a little short, you know, little track, you can just bunt it down the fairway and just stay in the fairway. I know you said it plays long, but you got to be in the fairway. He's accurate. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna roll a little little Zach Blair. I think that's probably it for me in the sevens. But my favorite guys in that sub sub seventy five hundred are, are Sabatini, Damon, and probably Hoagie. Those are probably my favorites. Anybody else for you in this in this in the sevens? No. I okay. Don't. I got I got a few a couple guys here. Three guys. All right. Here. I do have some guys in the sixes too. So why don't you go first, and then I'll finish this up. All right. So right at the top of the six K range at sixty nine hundred. Yes. I, I like some Seamus Power. Yes. Me too. I knew that's what you're gonna say. I like some Seamus, dude. Oh my God! I'm gonna tell you this. I had a dream the other night. I had a dream, and Wait, I remembered you dream, it. You dreamt about Seamus Power. I did. How weird is that? You know you're in the in the DFS world, golf world, if you dream about Seamus Power. It was the <laughs> weirdest freaking thing. It was so weird. And I never remember my dreams. But I woke up the other night. I dreamed that you and me, so you were in the front, you were in the front passenger seat. Seamus was driving. And he didn't look anything like he actually looks, but he, but it was Seamus Power, the golfer. 
It was kind of weird. And then uh, there was somebody on the on the uh, on the driver's side back seat, and I can't remember. I was sitting behind you, and in the middle seat, in the back seat, was Tiger. <laughs> Tiger, Seamus, yes. and the tour junkies. Yes, and then some other guy that I can't remember. But Ty- we had Tiger riding seat in the middle. <laughs> it was the best. By the way, disclaimer: we 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 talk about this all the time. You know, we never talk about our picks going leading up to to the show. We don't. Here. No, we so, don't. Um, that dream. You, had, you had no idea that I dreamed about Seamus, dude. That could be a sign. That was that was that was in the last week too. That could be a sign, dude. Seamus could be about to pop right here. Yeah. Because well, I had him circled, you had him circled. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you look at it, he's coming off. He was 36 last week at the Travelers. He had a, a T12 at St. Jude. The tournament before that, I don't remember him. He got disqualified. I don't, how did he get disqualified at Fort Worth? Anyway. Oh, yeah, I remember reading that. I can't remember what happened, though. So, I, I like him this week. He um, checks the box in ball striking. Also, a very good putter. Um, and I think, you know, on these bent grass greens, I think you're, you know, and he putts well on bent grass too. So I think that's good. Um, Tyler Duncan at 6,700. The guy's made five straight cuts. You're getting him at 6,700. Yeah. You know, he was, um, God, what was he? I can't even read my writing. Anyway, I got him top twenty-five in the last twelve rounds in strokes gained approach and fairways gained. Two of the two the the two most important stats. He's top twenty-five in both of those. There you go. That was that was what I. And then yeah. So he he's definitely checking the boxes there. So I like some Tyler Duncan at sixty-seven hundred. I'm gonna throw some uh, Brandon Harkins in. We we loved him early on in the year. Mm, Another guy. He's played oak. He played better recently. Had had kind of a a stint where he wasn't playing quite as well, but. Um, checks the box and ball striking and also drafting scoring and off the tee. So Brandon Harkins, Tyler Duncan, and your boy that you like to dream about, Seamus Power. Are yes, three six K guys. And that's all I got there. I had Seamus and Tyler both circle, but I have more guys in the six K. I, I I I like Scott Stallings. He's our boy. He was on the podcast not too long ago. If Scotty can get the putter going just a little bit, he can he can make a little comeback. In the last 12 rounds, 16th in strokes gained approach, 24th in fairways gained. Finally made him a little uh, made him a little cut this past week. T38, the Travelers. You know, it's a start. We'll take it. Um, but then right above Tyler Duncan, I mean Ben Crane, like. $6,700 Ben Crane, I'll take. Chalky Ben Crane from a few weeks ago, like $7,400, i will fade till the cows come home, as they say. But at $6,700, 33rd in strokes gained approach, 14th in fairways gained, had a decent finish here last year. I mean, Ben Crane's not a, not a, terrible, not a terrible play. And then right above him, I've got it again, folks. I've got a case of the Garrigus. Oh, I'm going to wow. play... A little Robert Garrigus, I think top 25 here last year. 45th in fairways gained, so not great, but second in strokes gained approach over the last 12 rounds. Did miss his cut of the Travelers, but a T18 before that at St. Jude. Eh, yeah, you know, whatever. Garrigus either makes the cut or he top 25s it. I'll take a chance with uh, 70 of 120 getting through the cut line. Yeah, good week to I'll take t- a I'll chance. I'll take a little chance, that. yeah. So I don't like anyone below that. But that those that little threesome of Duncan, Crane, and Garriga sounds like a law firm. That little that little law firm right there. Those boys are checking boxes for sixty seven hundred dollar guys. They're all they're all three checking boxes. 
Um, and then I'll go Stallings and Sheamus in the 6K. Ooh, I'm getting a little more fired up about about the whole 6K range the more we talk about it. I might, I might go even a little more cowboy than I thought this week, and, and let's just go for it. Let's just do this. All right. Um, speaking of Cowboy, you know, I, I, I came close to you after, after the U.S. Open and our one and done when I landed Brooks Kepka, and then you pulled away from me again last week having Bubba. So, you know, you have the box, friend. You have the box. So I'm going to let you go first with your one and done pick of the week. All right. Well, my one and done this week is going to be Jimmy Walker. You haven't taken him before? I, I feel like you've taken, taken him. him before, so he will be. You said that last week about Bubba, so maybe that's another good sign. <laughs> you said the exact same thing about Bubba, and then afterwards, I was kind of like, "Well, I don't. Maybe I did take him." Before. I got to be honest. We're at that point of the season where I feel like anybody you say, I'm, I feel like you've taken him. Yeah. Well, I did not take Bubba, obviously, because uh, I won with him last yeah. week, and this week I'm going to go with Jimmy Walker. Well, I'm really tempted to take Seamus Power. I'm very tempted to take Seamus Power, it, but I'm not. If I if I were way far behind, if I hadn't hit the Brooks Kepka love for the U.S. Open, I, I would take him. But I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to go with my friend, the Italian Bill Haas, Francesco Molinari, the most boring Nike athlete of all time, Francesco Molinari. That's where I'm going. I, I like, like Francesco it. this I week. I like it. Yeah. He was my second choice, but I think uh, I'm going to roll. Walker this week. By the way, so if anybody's fact checking us, and I do, I, and for some reason you're right, and I have taken Jimmy Walker before, I will go to the Italian, but Bill Haas. Oh, that's lame. That's a cop out. You can't do that. Okay. All right, everybody. That's the uh, Tour Junkies podcast for the evening. It was the Quick and Loans National. Okay, we we did the best we could with what we had. So just forgive us and um yeah get in that drawing for that taylor made driver hit us up on wednesday night roto grinders chat the xm show from 7 8 p.m eastern on series 210 xm 87 it's the last show of the year before they move on to football so there you go and uh yeah chalk bomb email do that all right pat good show see ya out my heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me let's lose it the way you're dancing swaying to the music girl that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind girl i lose it alexa play the country heat playlist okay with amazon music a voice is all you need get tens of millions of songs download the amazon music app today